0: Hi, this is Travis McElroy, your middle good boy, and you're listening to the Good Boys Girls. Have fun! One. Familiar, but not too... <laughs> <laughs> the medicines,
1: the medicines that ask
0: Ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon, welcome back to the Good Boys Girls, a fan podcast for the McElroy family of products. My name is Haley Rose. My name is Lily Blue. And we are the The Good Good Boys Boys Girls. Girls. Hi, I love you.
1: Hi, I love you.
0: So the last couple weeks have been a little, or the last couple episodes, the last month has been a little bit weird for our episodes. Well, it's been a little weird
1: for us as people. Yeah. Which... Then translates into our podcast, I think yeah,
0: it is safe absolutely. to say because podcasts are people too.
1: <laughs> no, people run podcasts. What would podcasts be without people?
0: the The dominant species
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It'd be animals making podcasts. It'd be mass hysteria.
0: it would just be it would dogs just and be cats
1: like, making podcasts it, 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 together. It would, It would be like. (laughs) Hey, baby, name that flick.
0: Uh, Ghost with Patrick Swayze. (laughs) No. When he walks up to her from behind while she's making the pot and holds her hands and he he whispers, Cats and dogs making podcasts together. (laughs) Mass hysteria. And she goes, Huh? She goes ah, a ghost <laughs> And then Bill Murray kicks down the door and he goes I'll handle this
1: That's Now that's a movie I'd watch
0: Now that's a, Now that is a podcast Now that's I,
1: what I call movie
0: vol- Volume <laughs> one Now that's what I call pretty gay Um. Okay so The last couple of episodes have been kind of weird What with the The sort of homage to Griffin's Amoebo Corner in style and length. Um, And uh, also the um, last week's episode, uh, which if you haven't listened to it, you should because it is required listening for the next few episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because today we are jumping into one that has been requested and, you know, been on our list for a while and we've been concerned about how to do how to cover it. Um, considering these you know the 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 discourse around it um, while still being able to celebrate it because you know it is a wonderful, wonderful thing that exists. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's or last episode, two weeks ago's episode um, on uh, Nick Robinson, please do uh, because we're not going to be talking about that whole controversy um, from this point forward except in that point so we're not constantly bogged down with negativity um, every time he comes up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, this would just become a Nick Robinson hate podcast and that's not what we're here to do. We're here to celebrate the work of the McElroy brothers. So Truly, um, truly. So with that being said, we're talking about Carboys and that is... Probably the first time I was like, whoa, internet can art. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I've, I've known that the internet has had the capability of, like, making art, right? Like, visual art and movies and, you know, podcasts and games and stuff. But, like, I've never seen a, like, natively internet genre do art before. And, like, granted, I wasn't floating around a lot, but, like, like it said something emotional in it, right? And it, it, it tackled something philosophical, and, like, it took you somewhere and made you experience something. Mm-hmm. And it was a Let's Play, which is the most, like, natively internet content thing you can possibly come up with is watching another person play a video game. And that... And listening to them talk about it, right? Like not even just watching them. And it's the let's play format is a very specifically internet format. Podcasts you can consider this radio. You know, short films on YouTube, vloggers even you can consider that. You know, maybe not vlogs, but like the short film style skits and stuff you can consider that television or 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 film, right? Like you know, visual art is visual art. It's timeless in and of its own in its own right. You know, Instagram is photography etc 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 twitter is poetry so you know the
1: we're loosely playing with definitions here but yes
0: right but here's the thing let's play is just a purely native to the internet genre of content and this is the first time i saw let's play like do art right um Because before this, it was, like, the closest it came was, like, very funny. This is very funny, high comedy kind of content. But other than that, like, it never made me, like, afraid. Like, and, like, existentially horrified. Mm -hmm. I've never, like, I've never felt like I saw, I was going to see a, um... Oh, who's that guy? Not James Cameron. The other really, really overrated director. Inception and... Interstellar. JJ Abrams? No, not JJ Abrams. Who's the guy? <laughs> Fuck. What's this Oh man, all the film students S- are Steven yelling at me. Steven Spielberg. That's the one. Steven Spielberg, author of Inception, Harry Potter, <laughs> and Pornhub. Um <laughs> So, uh who did who did Inception? Is what I just googled. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do Christopher Nolan Okay Thanks Google For parsing my question I thought um, I
1: thought J.J. Uh, Abrams did Inception But maybe I'm crazy No
0: that was Chris That was a Chris Nolan piece That was like his You know He's, he's all about the thinky Ooh What if You know <laughs> Oh Memories You need them But what if Your memories was Tattoos Ooh Like you know what, Ooh, if, what if dreaming? <laughs> what if dreaming but together? Ooh. Ooh. What if you were the ghost in your daughter's bookshelf? Ooh. <laughs> like, you know, what if you were just, the
1: ghost in the machine?
0: What if Busto was the friends we made along the way? And so it was, you know, it was just it was an interesting experience because when you when you start in on it. You're not expecting a meta narrative, and this was also the thing that introduced me to the concept of a meta narrative. Yeah, and I've been obsessed with it ever since. When well, we do it, everything now. I've ever made has been like wanting to be carboys, and that's just the truth of it. Um. So, do you want to talk about what the fuck this even is? Sure. Because I've been talking about highfalutin concepts and car and Chris and Steven Spielberg's Pornhub, but. I need to we need to talk about what CarbOys is for the Wait, those really who quick, haven't is seen it yet. Wait, really quick,
1: is that a goof or did Steven Spielberg really do porn up? He really did. No, he didn't. You're lying to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course I'm lying to you. Steven Spielberg's like, that's it. I just finished E.T. <laughs> and Jurassic Park and Jaws and Schindler's List. And you know what I'm gonna do next? I'm gonna get into free streaming internet porn. You don't know. I mean, I wouldn't like. I mean, I'm not gonna shame him if he's like invested in it. You don't. But I, I'm pretty. Don't know how people spend their time. I mean, I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not. Gonna... We're a very sex positive podcast. If Steven Spielberg wants to go back in time and invent Pornhub. That's his right. He knows. <laughs> he knows Marty McFly. He knows Doc Brown. He can make it happen. That's true. He invented them. He knows the kid from Clock Stoppers. <laughs> he can do it. He can accelerate his molecules to the part point where everyone's in slow motion, and he can walk through walls.
1: All right. So pre- before I go into a whole thing about uh, carboys, I should probably... S- s- to address the elephant in the room and just go ahead and say that no the other one uh and just go ahead and say that i um am obviously incredibly sick right now and i'm losing my voice and my mean girlfriend made me do this podcast
0: anyway (laughs) if you don't do it you don't eat see (laughs) I'm it's just me, kidding. your mean girlfriend. She asked me I to wear, wait if I wanted I, to wait
1: till tomorrow, and I told her no. So we're doing I it wear now.
0: pencil skirts and smoke cigars through my ears, cause I'm so evil. <laughs> <laughs> um so the sound of me breathing through my ears. Okay. <clears throat> Hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Uh, My voice. Hurt, <coughs> Pretty, we're both gonna sound like that. Well All right.
1: anyway, I sound like a goobus and I'm sorry. Um anyway, uh so
0: Carboy Griffin sounds like a goobus like 70% of the time. So Oh it, well, you know, brand. I've
1: always wanted to be the Griffin McElroy, the female lesbian Griffin McElroy. I wanna well, be the, I wanted Griffin to be a com- already
0: is a lesbian. No, he's just not a female.
1: He's not. I wanna be a combination between Griffin McElroy Lin Manuel Miranda and Brian David Gilbert, and also Autumn Ivy. I mean, you're
0: already all of that in my eyes. And
1: also Autumn Ivy, and what's her name? Bella Divine. Bella
0: and and Miss Fortune.
1: No, what's the girl? The gamer girl, bathwater girl.
0: Oh, Bella Donna.
1: No, it's like Bella Divine or Bella Bell. Something, I don't remember what her name is right now.
0: Beauty and the Beast's Belle.
1: (laughs) And that, that too, that's part of my life goals. Anyway, um, so Car Boys is a Let's Play series where Griffin and Nick play a game called BeamNG.Drive, which is a soft Mm -hmm. body car physics simulator where you drive basically a car that's made out of jelly, more or less. It's like a real. Well, I mean, it it's made out of like like a real, real car. car until it most hits cars things. in most.
0: Yeah, most cars in most video games are like matchbox cars. They're right. basically solid metal, right? And they it can't it operates bend. like
1: a real car until it hits things, and then it just becomes mush.
0: Well, like a real car does. I don't know if you've ever seen like a proper well, but, car but accident, like, but it's but. like
1: it's like mush. Uh, what i'm talking about is very
0: satisfying to watch yeah
1: it is but what i'm talking about is the glitching um because the game they started playing the game when it was still in early development it was an early release copy of the game it wasn't like Mm -hmm. the official final copy right (laughs) and um so the game had some glitches and like when you would move stuff would get crushed up and then you would move it around Mm -hmm. too fast and it would start to like grow spikes and like glitch out the game (laughs) and it's really spooky and kind of funny
0: yeah like the vertices of the textures because there (laughs) were so many of them that like independently moved every once in a while they'd like kick each other off and then like go careening into space but they're still like a of the texture and so all of a sudden like your Kia Sorento will become a mountain upon the horizon before which the reverent shall kneel in awe like it 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 goes from like goof him up let's smash this truck into holy fuck holy fuck what have we wrought in did like you, 2 seconds did
1: you say kia sorento because that's the kind of car that i drive
0: i didn't realize that it was just what popped into my head
1: yeah that's that's what i drive is a kia sorento that's very I drive cute.
0: A Volkswagen Jetta. That's And you're cute, very cute.
1: Baby, I love you. I love you. She's been making, well, not making fun. She's been celebrating my voice all <laughs> since.
0: Don't Wednesday. you drag me. Up. <laughs> I'm just trying listen, to I'm... help you cope with <laughs> you losing your voice because I know that you put a lot of stock into that thing, and then when you lose it, you feel saddish like a radish. So I'm just here trying to lighten the load. I can't carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry no, you. Listen, I I've
1: been trying... <laughs> to change my language and not be so negative and you're not making fun of me you're celebrating me because you love me I love love. You so much and i really appreciate your love so much
0: so all right so carboys starts as a simple let's play because like there'd been a quite a few Series at that point where Nick and Griffin or other combinations of Polygon hosts would just start a little show up where they play a game like either to completion or like do fun glitchy stuff in it. Um, We'll be talking about Justin's uh, uh, law abiding citizen later in the Uh, the series. Yeah. But they have like little concept pieces, concept Let's Plays, which are really fun to watch. And this started as just a little concept Let's Play of them playing BeamNG.Drive. And because it's about cars and their whole thing is being boys, they were car boys. And so that was the whole thing. Um, and that's how it started. But as the show progressed, it, will, it starts to get weird because the glitches start adding up. And Griffin being the master story weaver that he is. Oh my gosh. Um This was the beginning is, uh, of
1: what came of balance. Like the yeah. like this masterful story they improvised together. Yeah. Like became what made balance so amazing.
0: Like I, right. I like I, this God, was the Griffin. practice ground. Yeah, exactly. And, like it was oh my gosh. Because the thing is, they never, they didn't start out with this grand narrative in mind. Sort of like balance. They didn't start off with this whole story in mind. Right. It just
1: happened, kind of.
0: It just happened naturally and super organically, which makes it feel even more real. And so, basically, uh, I'm going to give spoiler warning here. We're going to cut in and do an ad break right now. So, after the ad break... Um, at the end of the ad break, which I'm recording after this, um, I'm gonna tell you a a time code where the spoilers kind of end, Um, but it's gonna be kind of a a mixed bag because we didn't really script this. So I apologize in advance. If you haven't seen the show, go ahead and watch it and um, come back and listen to it here. But for now, it's off to the honey zone. So welcome to the Honey Zone, it's just me, I'm recording this after the fact because we forgot to put one in while we were recording it. So um, hi. Uh, So I want to talk about a few of the podcasts we have on the network, one of them being uh, Storyboard. Uh, Storyboard is a comedy podcast hosted by three friends who came here to crack jokes and watch cartoons, and they've got plenty of both. Uh, It's hosted by Gavin, Nick, and Laura. Uh, and new episodes go up every other Thursday only on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, It's a very fun show. I highly recommend it. Uh, I am a lover of animation, specifically uh, television animation, which is what they focus on. So um, it's a very, very good show. I highly recommend you go check it out. Um, It's one of... uh, one of one of, the, one of the good ones, as they say. Um, sorry, I'm a little bit out of it. It's been a weird day. Um, but the other show I want to talk about is Trans Questioning Podcast. Uh, Trans Questioning Podcast is a show that's hosted by our friend Sarah Zedig, uh, and it's a show about what it means to be transgender. Every week, Sarah Zedig talks about her transition, the news, uh, and answers questions from listeners. Uh, the show frequently features guests, including me, uh, with the goal of showing that trans and non-binary people have uh, d- all, all have different stories, and that there's no one right way to be trans. Uh, this airs every Monday, much to sh- Garfield's chagrin. Um, so I, uh, I I I I very much enjoy this show as well. It's also one of the good ones. Um, sorry, I'm a mess, but uh, yes. So. This has been the ad break, and now we're going to play a promo. But before that, before that, dear listener, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And that is that the spoilers for this episode end at 43 minutes and 53 seconds. Guys, guess what? What's What's up? I know we've been looking for a great Overwatch podcast, and I think I just found the perfect one. Another one? Do they do a ton of esports coverage too? Nope, they're filthy casuals, just like us. Okay, but are they like super boring jerks? Or are they really toxic, like a lot of the community? No, they're total friends, and they're really welcoming to both new and experienced players. Okay, cool. They sound alright, but are they like obsessed with Overwatch? I mean, it is great, but there are other video games. They really make me work for it. No, in fact, they talk about a different video game every episode. Huh, maybe that is worth my time. What's it called? Over which, like, like a magic spell switch kind of which? No, kind of like which game you should play. You f- that is
1: not a great name for a podcast.
0: Yeah, that's not. It's a not good one. the best name. Just give it a
1: try. He certainly wasn't missing from the
0: game, but yeah, it's uh-huh. a fun addition. I want to talk about how this game tackles minorities. So he's not Torbjörn anymore, is what I mean. Yeah, he's actually Torbjörn's little brother, Morbjorn. Overwatch is a proud member of Lunar Light Studio.
1: Catch us every other Friday.
0: Basic story is Nick and Griffin start playing this game. And as it progresses, the two of them seemingly get drawn more and more into the game itself. Um to the point where they're not so much in the game, but the game is affecting their real lives. Um, So it starts with them just fucking around in the engine, having a good time, and like figuring out the funny things that can happen, and the little glitches, and oop, this little thing goes flying over there. But then, after a little while, uh, they spawn in a bus. Uh, And the school bus has a guy in it, and it's, I believe, the crash test dummy from Top Gear... That yeah, it's British um, TV show.
1: It's a uh, Stig.
0: Yeah, it's Stig from Top Gear. I love um, Top Gear. And, but they call him Busto, um, and they just call him Busto because because it's Griffin and Griffin is Griffin. I love and him. Nick, Nick, I think says um, he looks kind of like that guy from uh, from that British TV show. What was his name? Oh, he's like the Mythbusters guy. Would they call him Busto? Yeah, Busto definitely (laughs) busto and so they started calling him busto and they they set it as their goal to um remove busto busto
1: from the bus
0: yeah and they couldn't pull him out was the thing like his his feet were like attached to the bottom of the bus so like no matter how much they yanked on him they couldn't break him free and if they yanked too hard he would like freak out glitch out and like snap back into place and so they couldn't remove Busto from the bus.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a so very that's, important that's, mechanic of the game that if, like, the game glitches out or, like, something gets too to destroyed to the point where, like, the game can't render it anymore, it the game automatically resets itself.
0: Yeah. It says uh, instability detected. Right, exactly. And will pause the game, and then when you unpause it, it resets everything back to normal. So that's story point story point one is busto in the bus needs to be freed
1: story porn, baby
0: star story porn one. We were talking <laughs> about Steven Spielberg. And so I got porn on the mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so story point two is, um, Nick downloads a bunch of mods, uh, a bunch more mods, uh, specifically, I think 13 mods <clears throat> by the point that this happens, which is kind of funny. Um, and, uh, One of them is because they wanted to get Busto out of the bus to play with, he found a crash test dummy. And it's a crash test dummy model that is like free from any vehicle. So basically it's Busto out of the bus. That's so they call him Busto 2.0. Except it looks like a regular
1: tan crash test dummy with like the pluses on it.
0: Right. So it looks a little bit more like Buster from the Mythbusters, actually. Right. So Busto 2.0 is just a freestanding crash test dummy and they start like hitting him with cars and throwing him around but much like the original busto his little vertices are not you know this is a car made for there this is a game made for cars not for people figures and so you know to mod a, a human shape into the game basically you have to kind of like crush a car into that shape and like everything in the game that isn't a car is like some extension of the car model. Right. And so the vertices and the textures and stuff and the skeleton is like a little bit weird and wonky cuz they had to like really goof and goose the game to get it into that shape. So Busto 2.0 doesn't want to exist. And Busto 2.0 uh proves this by glitching the hell out and exploding all over the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: it, I think it he glitches out all over the place and they're like, oh, instability detected. Let's unpause the game. And then a truck that they weren't playing with anymore explodes and streaks through the sky. and the and Griffin decides that that means that Busto is angry with them. Story <laughs> point two, they've angered Busto 2.0. Story point three, they need to destroy Busto 2.0 because nothing can destroy him without him destroying the world. So they enlist the help of the Big Crusher, they enlist the help of the airplanes, they enlist the help of Iron Man Jr. Downy Man himself. And they try all of this stuff out and none of it's working. So they just try to escape, right? And uh, go and test some things out and grid small pure. They return to grid small pure several times as a sort of hypothetical testing ground, as like a simulation. Um, And Busto 2.0 destroys that too. And then they go to another place and they're trying to just escape Busto 2.0 but they wind up spawning him in there too because they want to throw him down a hill full of stairs. Um, and every time they try to destroy him, he winds up fighting back. And uh, I think at one point they used Busto 1.0 to try to like crash a bus into Busto 2.0 in a heroic destruction of both of them, but Busto 2.0 wound up surviving. So this the it gets more and more harrowing and it takes them about like a solid third of the series to finally get to the point where they download two giant sledgehammers and just perpetually lockbust <laughs> 2.0 in in a in <laughs> a, in just a in crush a, him. Yeah, in a hell loop of being kicked out of grid map forever by this giant sledgehammer. Just in a constant hell loop of being slapped into the sky. Poor um th- um also uh, subnote to plot point two, um, or plot point one. Yeah, plot point one, which is Busto one and the extrication thereof. Uh, inside of there is a bunch of little Easter eggy things inside the school bus, like JanSport backpacks, some cell phones, and inexplicably a bag of Harvest Cheddar sun, sun chips. chips. Yep. Which, when they like threw the bus into the sky, at one point the sun chips flew off into the the sun no i think they actually
1: thought saw like there was a part later where they tried to grab the individual bag of sun chips yeah and they picked up they increased the like god strength and so they pulled on it so hard that it flew into the sky and just flew away and away and away and away forever and ever and like
0: de-rezzed
1: and so they called the sky the sun chips place from then on
0: yeah so Anytime something got sent up <laughs> into the sky, it was getting sent down into the, sent up into the sunship's place. So if you see people they, saying
1: that, that's what they're talking about.
0: Yes, and the other th- place, the 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 bad place in the down downstairs place, they later dubbed the combos place. Oh yes, uh, which I think is it's very fitting because combos funny. is the most hellish snack ever created. Have you ever had it?
1: I have had combos and I hate them.
0: If anyone out there wants to know what having combos is like basically take a craft single and then uh put like a solid i don't know like a tablespoon or two of just you know ground up table salt uh in the middle of it roll it into a tube and then, and then bake it just eat that just eat it
1: well you just to, it has to that. be crunchy
0: okay well then you can put and oh yeah grab two pretzels put them on the outside of that and then <laughs> okay. eat the whole thing.
1: Yeah that's fine.
0: <laughs> that's basically what it is. It's just extremely salty cheese with the hint of a pretzel.
1: It's like a it's salty it's like a salty cheesy bugle but not good.
0: It's the worst in the whole world. The pizza <laughs> one I have such distinct memories of throwing that up. Oh man anyway so they defeat Busto 2.0 but their quest to save Busto 1.0 is still there. So what they do is they go to a new place and they also, the game updated, the game finally released, it went to full release, and one of the things that they added in the full release was this little sub-menu called Fun Stuff, one of the options of which is called Break, and when they hit Break, they were able to free Busto one so they had succeeded on their original mission, they succeeded on their second mission, which was to destroy uh, was to, one was yeah? Destroy Busto two point was their second mission. The first mission was to free Busto one So by all intents and purposes, they were done. But they still wanted to play the game, so they downloaded some new maps. They went around. They found this big grinder thing. Busto one point turned some up of the again.
1: Maps and like um, some of the additions they downloaded were from like a Creator Space. Yes. Like like other people made them and. I yeah, that like was on the really Steam cool. Workshop. Yeah, I thought that was really yeah. cool.
0: And then um, Busta 1.0 actually shows up again in like a in like a dune buggy, mm-hmm. like monster trucky thing. Um, and they keep having fun with the hammers. I think they download a boat at one point. Um, the wind, they suddenly have control of the wind and Isn't gravity. Is there a
1: motorcycle?
0: There was a dirt bike at one point. Um, that like didn't work, and then there was the airplane that didn't work either. Oh,
1: we love the airplane.
0: Slug ass the airplane. Yeah. Um, slug ass will never stop making me laugh. Um. Oh my god, they download a a drivable Nokia phone, and try to recreate oh, a shit. fake story totally forgot. Of, of Griffin throwing his Nokia phone through his friend's uh windshield of his truck. Yeah, And so that was a funny story. Um, I thought it was real until Blue was like, it's Griffin. It's a fake story, baby. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And so all this stuff is happening, but then uh, a new threat arises. Um, Well, first of all, they find the Ovo. Now, the OVO is one of the most important things in the whole thing. The second thing that happens in this interim time is uh, they discover the Upside Down. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's these two new plot points that kind of get woven in here. One, the OVO, the indestructible orb puck from the future that can fly around and do all this stuff. Um, And they go to VR City, which is one of the, the... like penultimate like moments isn't that um, the
1: black and white the whole all the gray
0: yeah where busto 1.0 is freed uh from yeah. his torturous prison i love that um, that episode so or episode that's one yeah that's one that's really important and basically they use the ovo which has omnidirectional infinite acceleration and um, is
1: indestructible and works underwater And can fly. It
0: it hates water. It hates water. Oh, you're right. That was an important thing. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Um, But, uh, yeah, they take it to VR City, which is just like a big black and white world. And they manage to rip Busto 1.0 out of the bus without breaking it and send him up into the sky so far that he disappears. And so they... Griffin is quoted as saying, see you, space cowboy, giving a satisfying ending to the the journey, the epic of Busto 1.0 and his torturous battle with Busto 2.0, um, freeing him from the future horrors of what was to come. So after this, it might have been before. Let me check. I have the playlist up here. But um, Nick and Griffin go to a place... Um, and they go to it's like a it's like a, yeah, they go to a like a, a post apocalypse Mad Maxi kind of world. Um, yeah, this was after v r city. Um, so they go to like a mad Maxi kind of world, and they discover in this pocket of water as they go down, they find these like textures that are extending into the ground and these weird lights that spin by. And they have this waterproof car, the waterproof pessima, um, that allows them to go underwater. Um all the while, by the way, in between episodes, every once in a while they do a live action. Oh, little yeah. Skit Those are fun. Where yeah, where Nick will be talking to Griffin about how like a file of his got corrupted and then uh, he'll pan over And you'll see like Busto 2.0 In the background lurking mm-hmm. in his closet mm-hmm. And Griffin is like on set Of the ma- like the M-Bim Bam TV show and he's like Hey Nick what was that back there And he's like what he was like I thought I saw something In your closet and he c- cuts back over And there's nothing there and he's like Alright well I'm gonna hang up now before He gets into my computer So um, and then later I think he puts up another episode where he's Like hey uh, Nick uh, so I was just using my uh, MacBook here, and then this started happening, and there was like a bunch of glitchy stuff, and he's like, "So, so thanks, thanks for... a lot, bud." Y- yeah, <laughs> and then they went to a, I think a, a, a festival somewhere in Texas. It was uh, a, it
1: was um, uh freaking uh, South by Southwest. South by
0: Southwest, yeah, and so they like met up, and I think Nick's brother. Um, dressed up as as a crash test dummy and walks out of the crowd towards them and Griffin <laughs> breaks at the last second. It's very so fucking cute, but funny. It's part of this like little narrative they're building of like this is affecting them in real life. This is bigger than just a let's play. And so after they like find this upside down world with some sort of like like glowy hell beast that lives in the under underwater, dark down, deep dark down of the of the the worlds um they go to yoshi's woolly world and they discover their greatest threat oh, ever yeah. the blob now the thing that scared them most about all of these glitch characters that that like took over the world is that when they exploded they would scatter little fragments of their textures all over the place and just like eat the whole world what made this one truly upsetting is that the blob is just a black like it's a it's a black uh, inflatable like crash mat like a stuntman would use. Right. And it works pretty well. It's got some really cool physics for like an inflatable thing in a game. They even remark on that at one point. They're like, "Why is this the greatest thing ever? Why isn't every developer taking this technology?" But the blob explodes. And destroys Yoshi's Woolly World, um, and, and
1: sends it into utter darkness.
0: Utter darkness and chaos. But unlike everything else, because there's so many vertices and textures attached to the blob, it's unsalvageable. There's nothing they can do to pull back like the the horror. And even there's like this little Woolly Whale that is like smile. It was originally smiling in the ocean. But then when it explodes, it looks like it's screaming in terror, Mm. um, which is horrifying to behold. Um, And the whole place is absolutely plunged into darkness. There's no sky. There's reflections of, like, the face of the devil in the water. It's, like, horrifying. And then they, like, continue to try to, like, destroy the blob uh, in tests. And no matter what they do, they can't defeat it. So they try to go away... To the mountains and they go to the alpine uh, The alpine level Where it's all Just like cows and trees and mountains
1: Yeah they need and a vacation they ax-
0: Yeah they need a vacation to to Escape the blob And they accidentally spawn the blob in But they also meet Ball uh, Their friend oh, Ball Oh what a fun
1: friend Oh the emoji
0: car The emoji car uh, Which takes them to infinity and beyond
1: and oh I think my we'll gosh! End up just
0: in a tree forever.
1: Um. Yeah. Remember the the whole thing where they went down the ramp like flaming and then jumped off the edge into yes. the abyss. I loved that part. It was incredible. So good. I always forget With how the, close to, to the, the end that music. is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um. That's the final three episodes. Is the the mountain levels. Yeah. I always was. And forget. then they go to this dam. And at the bottom of the dam, is this big butthole. Um and it's just, like, this weird, like, divot, and underneath the divot is this spinning vortex of time and space, and it freaks them the fuck out, and Griffin had no idea about this. Nick might have known, but they were both pretty taken aback, and then they... Either that realize or they, they're
1: really, really good actors.
0: Yeah, either that or they're really, really good actors. Um, Griffin, I believe. I don't think Nick is capable of that. Um, So... <laughs> The, the thing about it, though, is, like, it looks like this black hole, right? And they don't realize how far it goes, right? They think it's just, like, a little dip in the world. But no. I've downloaded this map, and I've gone through the whole thing, and it goes. Um, They did not fabricate a single thing of that. That's just there. I don't know how the person did it, why, what it means. It's crazy. So... They're like, let's plunge the blob into it. And so they try to do it, but then they were like, they give up and they're like, let's just go inside and escape the blob by jumping into the time wound and like seeing if we can go back and stop any of this from happening. Right. So they jump in to this time vortex, to the source, as Griffin calls it. And Nick is like, the source of what? Griffin's like, everything, Nick. I love him. Um... Which is a, a callback to this constant refrain that Griffin has this changes throughout the whole series. This changes everything, Nick. This changes everything, Nick. And so the source of what, Griffin? Everything, Nick is a really clever callback to that. Um, I still
1: say that all the time. I actually it yeah. was funny, I was sitting at an intersection the other day and we were I was thinking about something. I, I don't remember what it was, but there was something I realized and I, I to myself, I went, this changes everything, Nick. Just in my car alone to myself. Yeah. I live a very sad life, <laughs> honestly. We all when do. When I talk about it, it's we, very sad. We
0: internet folks. Yeah. Um, But they jump into this time wound and they start escaping, but then Nick accidentally spawns in the puck, the, the, the ovo, ball, and the blob. And so now Blob, is go- the destroyer of everything, is inside the source. Um, the Ovo is also inside the source, their greatest weapon against anything uh, that has ever been. And Ball, their newest and most innocent friend, is also in the time wound. And um, Ball loses time. Ball isn't when anymore. Uh, The ovo falls out of the time wound And so it's lost forever The blob, however, is not able to penetrate the the source And so it is stuck in the in-between world And it is suspended in limbo So it's no longer able to destroy our world But it cannot progress further into the source of everything However, Nick and Griffin do continue into the source of everything And they continue flying down into this alternate reality and then fall into this white nothingness where their car splits and schisms and two giant beams come out of it and then griffin says the the eternal words do you think that that's us and uh nick says there there we are hi nick and griffin hi and then hi boys and then Griffin goes, Do you think that's what the NG and drive stands for? It's <laughs> Nick and Beam, Griffin. Beam Nick Griffin. And Nick says, Well, we're beams now. And so that was the end of the game. <laughs> that's the end of the game. And then the then they start yelling for each other Nick? Nick, can you hear me? Oh god, am I alone? Nick? And Griffin and uh and and Nick is like, Griffin, Griffin, are you are you there? And they're lost from one another. And then the credits roll. <laughs> and all the songs that they use throughout the whole thing go by. And lots of little jokey jokes about, like, who did what. And then there's a post credit scene, which Blue convinced me is not canon. It is just a goof-em-up. Because the canon ending happened before the credits. Right. Where they lose one another and they're lost in the time stream. Um, but the non-canon ending is when they're sitting in the car and they're like, well, we're stuck here in time forever. I wish I got to say bye to my family, but whatever. Um, I guess that's that. Do we have anything to listen to on the radio? And then Nick zooms the camera in and on the radio in the waterproof Pessima is on the stereo. It says the beginning of candle in the wind and... Griffin loses it at that point because mm-hmm. he's like "candle, in- candle
1: in the wind,"
0: <laughs> and just loses his mind thinking about the fact that like the last song he'll ever hear in this time wound is Elton John's "Candle in the Wind," which is just and then, a of perfect course it starts ending. to play. Then it plays and they play a couple of it, and I was weeping honestly. First time I saw this, I cried, cried so fucking hard. Oh my gosh hard, me it, too. Well, it and here's just, the thing: is me there, but
1: also, but by the time it got to like that point like i had i was caught up and so i was watching weekly like live Mm -hmm. and so like i watched the finale like the same time everybody else watched the finale me too um you watched it as the same time as me yeah we would have watched it like within the same time period which is very cool
0: yeah yeah I can't I
1: can't do anything in my upper register it's really annoying because when I get excited my voice gets all high and squeaky and like this whole week I've been getting I got really excited about a lot of stuff and I'm like oh my gosh it's so cool (laughs)
0: oh baby oh no
1: i watched the finale as it came out and so like i it was super impactful for me because i was like there with everybody else like i saw all the fan art as it was happening and like the tweets and the posts on on um tumblr and like everybody just being really emotional about like the crazy places this story went it was wild
0: yeah, it's not even that it was, like, a particularly, like, sad or, like, emotional story. It's just that it, like...
1: It, like, went it places.
0: Went, yeah, it went places. And I was and invested. It took us with it. Yeah, that's what it was. I've never been invested in a Let's Play before. That's what made me so... That's what floored me about the whole thing. Yeah, Was it just... I was... I cared. Yeah. I cared about what happened to Ball. You know, like, I cared about... Busto 1.0. I cared that the blob was going to destroy everyone. That's
1: not necessarily true because, like, you know, when I watched like Bioshock Infinite for the first time, I watched that as a let's play. I didn't play it. I was really invested in that. But that's a story. Right. But that's what I'm saying is, is I cared about the story of Bioshock. No, no, no. But that's that's what I'm saying is, we need to be really specific here. Like,
0: it's not about.
1: I was invested in Penny's let's play of like Resident Evil 2 you know but still that was the story and the right. characters and her interaction with those characters like there are some let's players that i only watch them because i really like those personalities but like carboys there's no story in no this there's game. no story and yet these two people made up a story and gave these in- technically inanimate objects like lives and personalities and characteristics and you know, Mm -hmm. storylines and like made this whole narrative around this game that should never have had a narrative.
0: It's essentially me caring a lot about like two little boys playing with action figures going like, oh, I'm going to save you. Uh, Bang, bang, bang. And just smashing them into each other. Like that's essentially what this game is. It's a sandbox game. So it's literally two boys playing with little toy cars and smashing them into stuff. And like having action figures, like a little Iron Man action figure, right? It's like and a little cannon that A bunch
1: of like me watching two little girls play Barbie and following along with right. the soap opera of their Barbie dolls, and like being invested right. in the characters they've made and the lives they've created for these these toys. And it's crazy that that happened, and that it didn't just happen to like us it happened to a whole you, bunch of people like
0: so many people it happened to let's see here um what is this this is the end yeah it happened to 282,000 people yeah. approximately which that's the other thing right this show doesn't have a lot of views no and I mean like I feel like, let's be honest, I feel like a, it's longevity got cut short. Um, but I mean like here's the other thing, right? Here's some other wonderful little tidbits. This is the first time I saw Louis Zong's art.
1: Yeah, oh, Louis. Louis Zong my did sweet those little boy. animated
0: like intros for the for the series. He's so good. Something
1: we're going to have him on this show.
0: He's a very good he's boy. He's a good boy. Um, now the other thing about this is like the music. You know, it has my literal favorite Chopin nocturne in it, and it also has our wonderful favorite Claire de Lune, Um, and like some great like music from animes and stuff that's curated by Nick. And but here's here's the here's the the thing though, I don't think that this show could have happened from anyone but Griffin. Like, specifically, like, this show. Like, I'm not saying Griffin is the greatest... Like, I'm not putting Griffin on a pedestal saying he's the greatest, you know, storytelling mastermind of our generation. Right. He's definitely great. He's definitely a wonderful storyteller. He's but, not the you know, only
1: one, but he's pretty right. good. Right,
0: and he's also, like, you know, he's he's just a normal guy, and I don't want to give him any more anxiety than he, he needs. Than <laughs> he already By saying has. he's the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, here's the thing, is, like... This story is so specific to Griffin, yeah. and that's my big pitch right now to everyone out there who's listening to this, who cares what we have to say about this, who has seen Carboys before or was going to see Carboys, but then the whole thing went down, and now you don't want to do or it has, anymore. Or was
1: like me and hadn't watched Carboys since it all went down. like
0: Right. One holds up. Yeah. It's a great absolutely. show. Absolutely. It's, there are it's, some, you know, you gotta get where you like. Yeah, there are some moments where you
1: realize like stuff makes sense in hindsight,
0: right? And that's a little hard to swallow. But the thing you is, though, that makes it okay for me to watch this is despite the fact that Nick is playing it and editing it and putting in the music and like puts his name on top of everything. This is Griffin's story. Griffin is what because he's it. Nick doesn't throw a single fucking thing in here that's worth like he, sn- now like, I will sniffing say, at.
1: in his in his credit he plays along very well
0: he does yes and very well to all of griffin's every shenanigans crazy
1: thing griffin comes up with and it's very clear that like all the like planned acted stuff that they do is all griffin's idea and it's just nick following along especially at the very yeah. end where they're doing the whole like oh my god am i here alone like that whole thing
0: yeah, that's clearly, that's, that's very a, that's clearly got Griffin, Griffin written all and, over it.
1: Well, you can even hear from their acting, though. Like, it's very clearly Griffin's thing. And Nick's just kind of like the older brother that's like begrudgingly following along in the little boy, in the little brother's right. game.
0: Yes. And it's, that's, that's the thing, right? Is, this has Griffin's fingerprints all over yeah, it's it. It's mostly, his. and that's what makes it so wonderful for me because it gives me Carboys gives me a very similar cathartic like feeling of like satisfaction, as, um, the the end of Balance. I mean, not nearly as as powerful because Balance takes you so for so
1: many places. Oh my We're gosh! Talking about that. But, talking about
0: that. but the end of Carboys, it's a different. I mean, it's a different genre, right? Fantasy always has a lot more heart than sci-fi. Absolutely. And this has more of a sci-fi angle to it. This feels like you're crossing over into some like unknown forgotten land of another dimension. It's more like sci-fi
1: horror. It's more spooky and kind of like existential, like sends you kind of into like a crisis more than it is like about found family and like warm fuzzy feelings the way
0: balance is. Right. Well, the other thing about this is like, It makes you question sometimes whether or not Busto 2.0 actually has motives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it makes you question whether or not the blob has motives because there are these moments where, like, they'll say something about the blob or about Busto and then... It will react. And like yeah. it's it's a perfect storm of coincidence, obviously, like technically. But in the moment you question it. And there's these these wonderful, also just like quirky glitch moments that make it so fucking funny. Oh, so good. My favorite ones are the ones that have to do with the airplanes. Mm-hmm. One when the airplane gets bent a little bit because Nick grabbed it too hard, and then he tries to take it off and Griffin says, <laughs> Uh, Nick says, uh, yeah, I think it'll take off. And Griffin says, not with that slug ass, it won't. Um, which just floors me every single time. But the other one that kills me every time is when the the big cargo plane. Uh, they drop the cargo plane off the edge of, like, a tower. And then it, like, gets stuck there. Bent over, and it looks like they crucified it. Yes, which is just so insane to watch happen. Um, because especially because the way it happened was it got it got grabbed by its nose, by the very tip of its nose, by a sledgehammer, and then flipped yes, over and landed perfectly like that. You could not try to do that. Like you couldn't make that happen if you tried. No, a there million a times. There a couple of other
1: moments like that. That I wrote. Yeah, there's just of, these
0: but amazing I amazing moments of like perfect, perfect confluence and absolute like just Oh my god. Yeah, it couldn't have happened better. You know, like that's it's ugh. It's a good show. Yeah it's a good show. And you should watch it.
1: You should. And you know, it's tricky for me to pick out like my favorite moments because like I said, I've only watched it twice. Um, I watched it once for the first time and then I rewatched it again when we were doing research for this. Haley's watched it multiple times. Um, but after the finale, the finale happened shortly before all the stuff with Nick went down. And so I didn't bring myself to watch it until like two years later. Um, so it's been a bit and I, it's hard for me to remember specific favorite moments, but like... Literally anything with the OVO, I just love the OVO so much. And like the whole episode, like there's like two or three episodes in VR city and like all the crazy Mm -hmm. wild shenanigans they get up to with that little guy. I just want to play with him so bad. He looks so like so much fun. That was the other thing Mm -hmm. was when I watched them play this game, I was like, oh my God, I want to play this game so bad. It looks like so much fun. It's a, it's a lot of great, a great, uh, it's a great commercial. (laughs)
0: for sure and I mean like oh god the little like details from the modders too like the sun chips and the the phone and the little the ad on top of the taxi yeah with like the burger place and it says like burger 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 gear burger like it's very funny like there's subliminal messages in the ad on top of the taxi Um, don't they
1: load in like an Illuminati
0: car too that was in the emoji car. The emoji car had an Illuminati symbol. okay, okay. And then on the other side, it had the crying emoji with the, the okay. Okay, name. you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a fucking, it's a clusterfuck of, like, weird stuff, and, like, it's just, it's a testament to the genre of Let's Plays, of, like, what, what, is possible when you are recording like a video game because video games are, we've all had these moments, you know? I mean like, and sometimes like you catch it and then you get like a shot, you know, like (laughs) every once in a while, there's like these perfect moments that like, yeah, you're always like, (laughs) I wish I was recording that. And then when you're, when you're doing a let's play series and you have, you know, you know, how many hours of content is in car boys oh i mean it's 35 ep- There's 40 episodes they're like 30 minutes most of them are like 20 ish like 15 to 20 minutes long and so i mean like that's easy it's hours and hours of content you're recording for like you're gonna catch something that's amazing and they do and they make the story out that's of it great. and that's the ride
1: And that's what you're there for. And so, you know, we really recommend watching this one. It's so good and so important. And, like, uh, it's just really wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I wish I could make something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, literally, all of the content I have made since seeing that finale has been trying to build up a satisfying narrative like they did. Like, it's trying to emulate that. And it's tough because, like, it happens so organically and you have to kind of stumble into it. And so, like, it's tough to 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 harvest that when it has to happen organically. And that's what makes it so special is it's, it's, it's this one little perfect set in stone thing. And that's all it is. And, mm, you know... That's
1: probably all it's ever going to be. Which, you know... I'm okay with that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. No, I don't want it to go anywhere. I mean, I I don't think it's possible to go anywhere. But the other thing, right, is there were a few think pieces that came out about this right afterwards, and ah,
1: uh, we love a good think piece. You know, yes.
0: And you know, then there was a like a a, a moratorium on it after oh, whatever. everything went everything happened, and. I think that that's unfortunate because I think that this is a piece of art that deserves to be looked at. And I feel like the art needs to be divorced from the artist sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I understand that for some people that's hard. And for some people they can't because, you know, it is triggering and um, harmful for them to expose themselves to that. But you know, it hurts a little bit for me to see the view count on this series stagnated because it deserves to be celebrated more than it is. Because I think, you know, I I fell victim to this too. You know, I told myself that I can't watch it because I can't support it. But here's the thing, right? This is my logic. And this is the last thing I'll say about it. It's a video series that's on polygon.com and he's not on their payroll anymore. Nope. So every time you watch this, it's putting money into Brian David Gilbert's pocket. I
1: mean. So that's my pitch. (laughs) I mean, like, true. (laughs) Like, you're not wrong. Go pay Brian and Jenna and Simone and Pat and Jeff and Russ and all of the other wonderful people And pay Brian, Brian, Pat,
0: Simone, Jenna, all of them. Like, just do the thing. And babies. And like, it's, it's okay. You know, I think it's been long enough I don't think we need to go out and be like, you know what, this is so good, I forgive you. Like, that's irrational. Like, no, that's not what we're saying. I'm saying this stands on its own.
1: Enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, like,
0: enjoy it for what it is because it's really good. you know, we're not not going to forgive
1: and we're not going to forget, but that doesn't mean we should keep ourselves from enjoying something we love and something that's genuinely good content.
0: Especially something that Griffin made because yeah. Griffin is half of this and you know there's several things we're going to be watching you know talking about for the next you know month or so that is Nick and Griffin content and Griffin is half of it you know Griffin is there and I feel like you know it's it was as unfair to Griffin who was his friend to be betrayed in that way as well and like. Absolutely Griffin was
1: probably one of the closest people besides the victims.
0: Yeah. And so it was rough for everyone and I feel like Griffin deserves his, for his work his work in this to be celebrated as Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And I don't think that we should let this guy take that away from Griffin. I
1: couldn't agree more.
0: And we couldn't take away anything more, you know what I mean? Like so anymore. Uh, anyway, that's basically Carboys in a nutshell. Um I couldn't recommend it more. It's so good. And um, do you have anything else you want to say? No. I mean,
1: thank you all for listening to the Good Boys Girls. Follow us on Twitter
0: at Good Boys Girls TM
1: or follow us on our personal Twitters. Mine is at Blue Space Queen.
0: Mine is at Hey Stews.
1: And please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. We love getting reviews from you. Um, normally we read the names off of people who've left us reviews but it's been such a long time Uh, I have Um, way too many we're gonna
0: do one yeah we're gonna do one big one um, and catch back up uh, probably next time So, um, thank
1: you to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us on your network we really appreciate everybody there and uh, we love all of you and um, you can find them at uh Lunar Light hq on twitter or www.LunarLightStudio.com and also subscribe uh, this- to the network on Patreon which is Patreon backslash lunarlight hq.
0: Um and thank you so much for uh listening to this episode. Um if you have uh comments about it um please let us know on the you know, start a conversation with us about your feelings about these these issues and this show and what you felt about it at the time and like if you haven't watched it and you're gonna watch it now or if you know, you don't want to, you know, like you know, let us know what you're thinking. Or you just reach in, uh, out and say
1: hi. We love to hear from you. Yeah. We love I love chatting with people. I mostly run the Twitter. Haley pops in there sometimes. Um But we love talking to our fans and and our people that listen to our show. And if you have, like, opinions you want to share or even you just want to say hello and...
0: Or even suggestions about, like, you know, deep cut content that we might not even know about. Absolutely. I mean, we're the good boys, girls, but, like, we don't know everything they've done. Yeah, if there's
1: something you can think of that, like, you want us to cover that maybe we forgot or missed or don't know about, that'd be super, super swell. We would love for you to suggest that to us.
0: So, um... You know, uh, thank you so much for listening. And as we always say here, take Take a hammer hammer and and fix fix the the podcast. podcast. I forgot to do it in the Pam voice.
1: That's okay. You're so cute. I love you.
0: Lunar Light Studio,
1: pretty, witty, and gay.